Welcome to Still Becoming, a podcast about how it's never too late to become more free, more yourself, or try something new. I'm Monica DiCristina, a wife, mother, and practicing psychotherapist. Through my own journey, starting with my struggles with anxiety years ago, that led to my professional work as a therapist now, I am fascinated with the process of how we become who we are. We will hear from people telling their stories of becoming, of unbecoming, and overcoming, as well as from experts helping us learn about our own process in the world. We are not designed to stay the same. Our stories are still being written. We are all still becoming. Each month, the Still Becoming podcast will bring you a story episode. These are short, meditative, and put to music. And although the story is personal to me or someone I know, the hope is that you can take a small pause in your day and learn about a topic from the vantage point of story. I think it's one of the best ways that we learn. Now, maybe you've always felt like you were too much. It was a long road for me to get to understanding that the way I am wired is by design and it's good. It took a windy road for me to understand that. My wiring actually helps me in the calling I'm in. I want the same for you. This story is for you if you have ever felt like you are too much, too sensitive, or too intense. And this is a loving message. It's not an us versus them, but it's a freedom letter to let you know that if you don't fit in with a group, it's just not the group you should define yourself by. If you feel like you're too much, then you might just be looking at yourself through the wrong lens. We were sitting outside on a patio at a small restaurant in the city. It was loud and quiet all at the same time, as outdoor patios often are. There was no echo from walls sitting outside. There was instead a soft, steady stream of city noise and other conversations that make saying vulnerable things in public still feel like it's private. Like a cocoon of soft background noise. It was the kind of weather where you just need a light jacket, but you're not cold. There were lights on wires hanging across the patio above our heads. Plates were served, glasses were refilled. Everything was dim and comfortable and perfect. We were forming a tribe, a group of women who engaged with the world in a similar way. A tribe that wouldn't be perfect, one that would have differences, but one that was built on a commonality, a similar way of being in the world. Maybe it wouldn't last forever, but that wasn't the point of what I was learning that night. always been a deep thinker and a deep feeler, and I have found individual soul best friends throughout my life that were lifesavers, life givers, compasses, and wells of grace. But I'd never met a group of them at once, who saw and felt things not identically but with a similar lens. Here at this table, depth was cherished. There was a similar disdain for small talk. And okay, 
they all happen to be therapists. A couple weeks before that evening, I had been reading my toddler an old classic golden book, The Saggy Baggy Elephant. The book follows an elephant through the jungle as everyone laughs at his shape and his skin, and the elephant thinks it's him. His differences must mean that there is something wrong with him. Have you ever felt that way? Like the way you are made seems to be from a completely different mold than those around you. Like you're the only one. Maybe it's in your school, your work, your friend group, or your family. The funny thing is, we rarely question the grouping. We think it must be us. And like the elephant, you march on not knowing your place. Maybe you're not laughed at, but maybe instead you've developed a fantastic mask to conform. I felt my sensitivity was often misunderstood or just not a match, and so sometimes I hid it. I preferred connecting deeply. I feel deeply about most everything, and I probably take life far too seriously. And frankly, some of the people closest to me had no idea what to do with me. Maybe that sounds like you. Maybe you are highly sensitive even. This can feel isolating and without a proper understanding of the reality that you may have just not found your people yet, you think it is you. I remember an intentional moment of vulnerability with my family, sitting on the back porch of my parents' house when I was home from college on a break. I shared some hard feelings, and I had a surprising encounter. Just to give you a picture, I was very calm, and I cried, and I shared my deep wrestling and thoughts. Nothing crazy. One of them sitting there, I think genuinely befuddled, looked at me and said, Do you always live like this? Their shock shocked me, and named how different we were and are. It was almost a relief, even though it was painful. I'd always felt different from my family in this way. It wasn't bad that they weren't like me, but it also wasn't bad that I'm not like them. I replied, yes, yes I do. Letting that declaration settle in with both the grief and the freedom it held. Let it be, let it be that you are different because the alternative is compromising who you are and all the good things you can do with that makeup. This is how I was made. And I learned over the years that it is on purpose. I do think a lot. I do feel a lot. That doesn't mean messy slopping my feelings all over other people irresponsibly, but it means that I'm going to chew on a thought or an idea or a belief for a long time. And I'm going to treat my feelings as well as yours with great intention and respect. I am easily moved by people and art and music. And I really wasn't born with the ability to play it cool. Although I have tried, one of the many masks I developed. People often ask how I handle being a therapist. And sometimes I think, well, I am always swimming at this depth. It's how my lungs are formed. And so I can swim with others as they are in their deep places that often involve pain. It's not that it's easy. It's just that it makes sense. Now back to our saggy, baggy elephant. I had never read this old classic children's book, and as I rocked my daughter in her room and grimaced at the mocking parrot laughing at the elephant, 
I wondered too, what was going to happen next? This poor little elephant. He felt so alone, and maybe you have too. Well, he unexpectedly comes upon a group of big, saggy, baggy elephants. All their skin is droopy and loose, and they welcome him in. He is home. And then they dance. They actually stand up on their thick elephant legs, and they dance in a circle with a celebration of belonging and of home. And so on that patio, the bulbs hanging above us, casting warmth and shadow all at once, I looked around to these women as we were deep diving into some topic we all found important, and I saw my elephants. And I told them, a little nervous to be comparing a bunch of almost middle-aged women who'd all bore children to saggy elephants. But they all nodded. They knew the feeling and were finding what I was, a kindredness of belonging. We would then text elephants to each other in the years going forward on our never-ending text thread. We don't meet together as often as we did and we have expanded. And yet the exact group as it was that night is not the point. The point is that if you feel like you're too much, maybe you just haven't found your people yet. Here is what I want you to know. You may not have found your group yet, but that doesn't mean that they don't exist. I want you to take this story out on loan they are out there. And although the people are important, they are not the deepest truth here. The biggest insight for me, now that the elephants are older and not able to be as delightfully tribal, is that I am not too intense or too much. I just hadn't found my people yet. That experience taught me what I want to pass on to you. You are not too much. You just may be trying to match yourself to people wired differently than you. I make a whole lot of sense to those elephants, and there is someone you make a whole lot of sense to also. And I internalized that message and affirmed that I actually make a whole lot of sense to me too. The same is true for you. You belong. You have a home. You make a whole lot of sense, and you are just who you're supposed to be. So what's the lesson? It's not you, it's them. No, I'm serious, and I don't mean this in a negative way. I mean to say this, if you feel that you are too much, then you need to change the filter that you're looking at yourself through. We are all delightfully different. You're not made to be like the people you feel like you're too much for. And somewhere out there, or inside, or right here, right now, you can claim that circle of elephants for yourself. You are just who you're supposed to be. I will celebrate with you, just like those elephants did dancing in that circle of belonging. One of my favorite quotes by Glennon Doyle is, you will be too much for some people. Those are not your people. Pretty simple, right? Don't turn on yourself. Find your people. And if you don't have them, or you did have them, carry that truth of your own belonging internally. You are not too much. Now, one way to do this also is to just learn about your personality style. That's what a group experience really does for us. It shows us that we're not the only one. Dive into the Enneagram, take personality inventories, read about highly sensitive people or introverts. Knowledge and understanding of ourselves produces freedom. Finding your tribe can look like understanding that you were made perfectly wonderful and there are others just like you. 
I wish you well on this journey. For more information, please go to stillbecoming.net. Please subscribe and review Still Becoming wherever you listen to podcasts if you like what you heard here today. Please follow along on Instagram. You can find me at Monica DeCristina. Thank you for listening.